Welcome back to No Teal Shade with your hosts, Brandy, Nick, and I'm Dior. And of course, I'm Rendell. So I got some stuff that I want to talk about. I got some questions. Y'all know 2017 has been a little rocky. <laughs> a little. But I think a lot of great things have happened for some people this year. Um, so first off, let's just start with the question, are you single? By definition, I am because I'm not married, but I'm not available because I'm in a relationship. I am actually, uh, I actually, for the first time, get to say no, I am not single. <laughs> 11 goddamn years later. And I <laughs> guess I'm working through a situation. <laughs> working through a situation? <laughs> yes. Oh, no, y'all not going to move on. It? No, y'all not going to move on. You go talk. <laughs> well, we can talk about it. Um, it gets complicated in relationships. Exactly. There's ups, there's downs. It's just like there's tops and there's bottoms. <laughs> and it's verse. But sometimes there's confusion and miscommunication. That's and the biggest thing is communication. Both of y'all need to be on the same page as far as where y'all are, who, what y'all are, and what yes, y'all are doing. Because if not, then you'll be in a, okay, you didn't call me today. Why you didn't text me? <laughs> is your pussy green? Did you grow your hair to the left? You know, all them... <clears throat> And bitch, you just saw me yesterday. So why, why you doing <laughs> really? this? You just left me two hours ago. Why are you acting like that? All right. Yes. Five minutes out the door. You are calling me. <laughs> while we talking about this subject, um, I hear there's a couple of birdies that have questions on relationships. Being someone that has been in a long living mm-hmm. gay relationship, um, I do know a few things here or there not to do, what to do, what to say, what not to say. So let's get them going. Rendell, what's the first question? Okay, so the first question, how do you keep your man happy? Hmm. Well, to me, each guy is different. Each guy wants something different. On my end, to keep me happy, don't give me all the extra bullshit because I have enough. If I tell you one thing, Go with it, because nine times out of ten, I don't have to lie to you because you, you ain't really paying my bills. My thing is consistency, honesty, mm-hmm. and everything else you just work through. Yeah, I know for me, ultimately, I have to be happy with myself first. And I think a lot of people forget about that in a relationship. And I guess that, that shouldn't be any different, you know, with gay versus straight relationships. So, like... The things that I know are important to him, I try to make them important to me so that I can, you know, share in those things. But it's a balance. He has to be able to do the same for me. Hashtag bonding experience. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, we've had plenty of those. Mm-hmm. But um, it's give and take, 50-50. And like Chris said, communication, honesty. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to tell you something right there. Make me feel like you trust me and love me enough to tell me the truth than to give me a lie. Like, you tr- you trying to fight your way out of a lie is not the way to get to my heart. Not going to happen. Really not. And sometime, it's going to be a 80-20, mm-hmm. uh, less than 50-50, because sometime you may have to pick up the slack. It shouldn't be all the time. But you shouldn't carry the slack all the way through, yeah. At some yes. point, they got to they gotta pick it up and meet you halfway. Or you hit the road, boo. Mm-mm. Nick? Um, well, like I said, um, for me, this is my first relationship and I'm, I'm learning like 
you know, Dior said, Brandy said, I'm learning what it is to make my man happy. And I know with my man, it's, he, he enjoys, you know, the communication. He enjoys the honesty that we share between each other. He enjoys the fact that I guess for him in the past, you know, he's had people who have, they didn't really care. Like, you know, they said they did, but they really didn't. And I'm such a, I'm an individual with so much, surprising enough, uh, with so much heart uh, <laughs> that for him, it's the, it's the small things that make him happy mm-hmm. and vice versa. It's the little things, you know, in the morning, the good morning text or the, hey, did you make it to work? Hey, did you drive safe? It's the little things that I get back from him that make me happy. And our communication is one of the biggest things for us because he's a very, um, my man is a very, uh, he's a little bit of a shy individual. He doesn't really, uh, you've all met him and, you know, it takes a little bit for him to come out of his shell, but our communication, what we share, what we bond on is something I've never had with somebody else. And that's what makes us, you know, what makes him happy is what makes me happy. It's tough when you come into or try to build a relationship with someone who's been with someone who hasn't cared about them before. Yes. So it's like you have to put in extra work. Yes. To, and it's almost like you have to be like an overkill mode and it can weigh on your, on you by Without trying to secure this person. Like, okay, I know you've never had this before, but this is what I have to give. So you know yeah. you want it. They just don't know how to receive it. And that and I is challenging in itself. Especially, you know, when when you're in a situation like that and you don't want you don't want to come off as overbearing, but you want to prove that you are not going to be like the others. And, you know, especially in in now, especially nowadays, especially for our community, um, the gay community, you know, a lot of people are so bent and so twisted by, well, this is what this person did to me. I'm not ready to move on. It's like I get that. I understand, you know, you've been hurt before, but you ain't never going to get nowhere. You ain't never going to love until you figured out how to love again. Like, but if you keep blaming somebody for something else that happened in the past, you're going to stay in the past. And I ain't got no time for the past. <laughs> and that's a good thing that you found that out now. Now, yeah. At your young age, you found it out now. There's still men in our community and women around the world that are 30, 40, 50, and 60 and still chasing that, I want this, I want that. The stereotypical gay sorry to say, is here in Orlando. Amen. All of them. Every single one. Most of them won't. You got to have a six-pack. You got to have this. You got to have this. You got to have that. But what are you what coming you bring with? What you bringing to the table, yeah. What are you coming with? What does your with? table look yes, like? Yes, you have the physique, but what do you have personality-wise? If, yeah. you, see, if you bore me during a conversation, you can walk on out the door. That's materialistic, and I'm like, anybody can have that. Bring me something that, that I can't find in anybody and, else. And I'm, I'm going to tell y'all something that Erica Badu taught me four years ago. <laughs> The best type of love is an income. I'm sorry. The best type of love is a love with two incomes. Don't bring me no goddamn flowers. Bring me some motherfucking groceries. You know what? <laughs> Look, see, no. for me, see, that's, 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 that's that newfangled bullshit. Yeah. See, that's yeah. newfangled. See, and for me, it's, it's like Brandy said, you know, it's a material thing. And I'm, I'm real big into musicals. I'm big into plays. And there was a play years ago that I saw. It was called You Can't Take It With You. Yeah. Okay. You can't take the material with you. When you die, you you gone. It all gonna deteriorate. Then it's all, all gonna be gone. Wait, it's gone. All the parents take they stuff with them when when they got buried in their tombs and they pyramids. And guess they what? Have all stuff but with them? but, but guess say. what? When they died, <laughs> did it actually go with them, or did grave robbers come through and take it? 
It was just sitting there for the taking. Let me tell you this. <laughs> I'd rather be with somebody that makes me light up every time I see them. Amen. And, you know, makes me really feel like the woman that I know that I am when I'm around them. And that can just bring out the better part of me. Like, that's what I want. I don't want... I, you ain't got to pay for nothing. I, I can handle my own. But... This is no. what I always tell people. I don't care if you're my friend or if we love us or if we just meeting each other. I'm, I may like labels. I may like my own material. But if you buy me a $5 watch and it's from your heart, I'm going to wear that watch till that shit stop working yeah. or fall apart. Yeah. It'll be for Burger King. Damn. That's how it rolled with me. Because it's genuine and it comes from the heart. Yes. Like, all of us in this room have been through shit with each other. And it's like, okay, if that's your friend, you're going to have their back. Mm -hmm. Like, some some examples for me is like driving to another state and getting a <laughs> ticket. Rendell. <laughs> and I appreciate that. I oh. really do. Holding somebody's hand when they frustrated to the point that they don't know what to do. <laughs> and the only thing to do was turn on the gospel station and then it made it better. <laughs> or when this one over here, hard-headed devil-ass motherfucker. I don't know who you're talking about. Calling me or messaging me, what do I do in this situation? I may not be the wisest one of the group, but I know a little something that when it comes to this whole relationship thing. Yeah. So now we just, we just got to pull together with... You. Right. <laughs> you and Rendell <laughs> seem to have a little bit of work to do. <laughs> I don't. Okay. So. No, no, no. Before you say it, because I was looking at you during uh, Dior's <clears throat> and you had a face. And I want to know, because, you know, when you ask the question does, what do you, what do you think, though? Mm -hmm. Like, what is your opinion? You, you were given this look and this face. And I want to know, what is your opinion? He talked about a $5 watch is fine. But you look like that's not okay. What What is your opinion? You just heard him two incomes. That, that's Don't fine. Don't bring me no but, flowers. That's fine, and I but get that. You gotta look at his life. This one, material means shit. <laughs> because for the couple of years that I've known him, it's rare to see a material any fucking way. Yeah. Unless it's a <laughs> TV or a fucking game system that you mm -hmm. have to say. Don't forget um, his car. Right, well, <laughs> that it is another saga. Different but car. The game system that when he comes home, he going to turn what the fuck ever you got on off because that's his shit. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And he, it didn't even got to be his system. It's, it could become, he could come to my house and be like, oh, you playing this? No, we're going to watch this movie, turn my shit off and pu push out the DVD or disc or whatever. I'm like, who are you? But oh, we're going to watch this. You have to look at that. That is a form of relationship between us. We After know damn 10 that years, when it comes so. to him, certain things this is what he like. When it comes to me, y'all know there's certain things that I won't tolerate and certain things that I have to eat or won't eat. When it comes to brandy, you know certain creams and chemicals y'all won't be putting on her. <laughs> like, we know this things. And I just don't care. Okay, so here's my thing. I'm not going to say that I am materialistic. <laughs> I almost needed my family. <laughs> <laughs> but I do care about certain things. One of the the most hurtful thing that someone has ever said to me, it was four years ago. I was seeing this guy who lived out in New Smyrna, and I was going through my phone and showing him some pictures and stuff. And I showed, I came across a picture of the Corvette that my ex, that 
my ex and I, we bought for his 40th birthday. Pause on that note. Yes, some of us in the group like men that are way older than us. (laughs) Some of us like people that are mid-range, and some of us just don't have a clue. But back to your story, Rendell. (laughs) You know what? I can't. So he was like, damn, baby, I don't think I can afford you. And I'm like, I never asked you to afford me. I go to work. I make my own money. I make damn good money. I make more money than you. Bitch, your ass fucking works at Dunkin' Donuts in the fucking drive-thru, bitch. Then, on top of that, like a week or two later, you know, I'm going over there. He's like, oh, I don't have no money. He's like, can you give me $2 so I can deposit into my account so my account's not negative? Because it's... And I'm like, so I gave him $2 and then I fucking went to Burger King, spent the last little bit of money I had to buy us food. I dropped his ass off at work. And then when I leave, my ass didn't even make it to I-4 before he was text messaging me and breaking up with me. Oh, I just said, give me my $2 back. Oh, uh, we would have gone back. <laughs> we would have been swinging. No. No, but see, that that I think that sets you up with... Uh, a false reality, honestly. Like, if somebody says they can't afford you, then that means that they really do think that you're all about the material things. Don't get caught up in the hype is what you need to say. You know, like, you he ment- mentally, he wasn't prepared for you anyway. So you can't let that be, like, what you use to guide you. But like, that was four through. years ago. But, so where are you at now? <laughs> like, right. how do you feel now? So there... Well, I'm going to give you an answer that I see all the time with yeah. this one. I think he's still in that he's still scenario, chasing the money. still in that place. He's because still chasing the money. He don't, he don't chase his dream. He's chasing the money. If you were chasing your dream, the people that love you and care about you, that are trying to help you chase your dream, you would open up to more. But most of the time, that's a block in all of our relationship. Because believe it or not, we see all the shit that you are doing, but we don't show up to them because you don't say, I would love it if y'all come to one of my events. Nope. Amen. It's a afterthought when we see it on Instagram. I'm like, and damn, he just did a fashion show? A oh, month okay. later talking about, oh, I was here. For Why our relationship, and this is a group relationship being that we are talking about relationships, I always feel slighted and hurt because I'm the biggest person in here that like fashion. Ain't that the damn <laughs> biggest person in the group. And when I see you do this shoot and that shoot, and I'm like, okay, what was the contract? You stay quiet. What did you get paid? You stay quiet. So to me, that's telling me you're chasing a dream on a free hope. And you're better big, than that. Them big stars Amen. out there. You're better than that. Don't do that. I feel slighted on that relationship. But Hey, yeah, I'm just I, speaking for I can agree me. with that. And, and Rendell, you've been my best friend for I'm horrible at relationships. Nine, I should know that by now. We're going to help you with that, that boo. <laughs> and, but I, I agree with Dior. You know, I do I, I do kind of feel slight. At one point, um, I did do the drag thing. And, you know, I, I, I reached out to you. You came up to my shows and you supported me, even though one of them got canceled, which, you know, that's whatever. That's in the past now. But I don't think I've ever once been invited to one of your shows or to do something with you. And even now that I've moved to Orlando and I am closer and I had the opportunity. <laughs> I haven't done nothing since you've been here. That's a line. Oh, wait, there was Orlando Fashion Week. But <laughs> I've posted about that for weeks. Yes, you posted. But did you invite? Keyword, you posted. And all of us double-clicked on the post to like it. 
even no T.O. Shade bigged you up on the post. And we didn't get an invite. And every time I see an event, I say, Corey, hey, this might work for you. It's in Orlando, so you won't have to drive 18 hours, do the show, and then bring your ass back and go to work the next morning. Mm-hmm. But let's get off, Rendell. Let's change the little subject. We love here. you. So, what are some dating no nos? What are like if you go on a first date with someone? What is a huge red flag for you? For me, as a woman, if he doesn't open the door for me when we go into the restaurant, that's a huge. We're not talking again. Um, that's the biggest one for me. And if it's time to pay the bill. Depend, you know, the signal or whatever to see how how he handles that. Like you freaking out, or you gonna say we gonna go half? Like how that. You... That's and people don't under. That's one thing for me. Like if we go somewhere, we go out to eat, and the waiter or waitress comes back and asks if this gonna be one check or two. If you say two, there's not gonna be a second date. Hmm. I guess it depends I'm... on the way the date was set up. Like if right. you if you say let's go out. Or we agree to just go out, you know, it's like, like okay. Like a first but, meeting style. Yeah, but if you call me and say, hey, can I take you out? My expectation is you want to pay for me to go out with you. So I but would expect if it. it's a situation where like, hey, you know, I, I do want to actually meet you. Why don't we get coffee? I'm not going to expect you to pay for my coffee or something. Like, I'll coffee pay is different. Everybody but, pays for their own coffee because when but, you when you show up to the when you show up to Starbucks, you walk to the register nine times out of ten, y'all don't show up at the same time. So you already got your coffee before he get there. So he get his coffee and sit down at the table with you. But listen to that metaphor you just gave. Show up at different times. You pay. You pay. That's not going to be a, a lovely equal relationship because if you're supposed to be meeting up somewhere at the same time, you're supposed to be there waiting. And I think I've set that example for the group because anytime <laughs> we go somewhere, I'm there on time or before time. I don't go in. I call y'all and say, where are you located? What is going on? That's how a relationship's supposed to start. But for me, the biggest turnoff is if you're taking me or we agreed to go to a specific restaurant and you're looking at the menu and saying, hmm, there's no prices, so I can't afford it. Or you can't pronounce any of the words <laughs> that you're going to say off that menu. If you're going to order a Cabernet Sauvignon, you better know how to pronounce it. See, a filet mignon is never going to be on the Look, menu. I enjoy me a quesadilla. Everyone's yes, like, quesadilla. But, but with me, with the language thing, though, I have to... I, I, I don't really mind the language because for me, I'm dating Puerto Rican. They, you know, he's not going to know a few yes, of those words. So depending on their background... I can understand. But you will never take him to a classical French restaurant and ask him to pronounce escargot d'escalope. No, it won't happen. Look, I am French. I don't know how to say that. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It won't happen. You go to places that fits in your surrounding or your area. Like, if if you're taking me on a date, which if you want to, that's fine. That's okay with me. He is available. Gentlemen. (laughs) The disclaimer, Mr. Dior, who is about 5'8". A very handsome, 30-plus years old, is single and available and ready to mingle. Just so you know, back to the show. Jesus, Lord have mercy. But like I was saying, if you're taking me on a date somewhere and I know that you don't have the same quality or caliber of resources that I have, I'm fine with going 
to McDonald's, Burger King, Chili's, Checkers, somewhere like that. But don't have me set up to say, oh, we're going to Bonefish, and then you show up with Long John Silver. No, that's what you don't that's do. That's inappropriate. You don't say, well, where you want to go? And then I tell you where I want to go, and you like, eh, no, don't do that to me. You know what? And my answer always is, is there well, a great, I should have cooked. Yeah, exactly. Is there a great value version? <laughs> no, that ain't, that ain't gonna fly. Cause so. I'm not, I'm not an expensive chick, but I like to eat good. Um, mm-hmm. And no, you not, you not gonna treat no, me like no two dollar hoe either. Those are red flags for me. If we go out somewhere, we go out to eat, and it comes time to pay the bill. <laughs> And you pay with a prepaid debit card? That it's, should not matter. No, 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 no. It, <laughs> Go ahead. But if that's the only card that you have is a prepaid debit card, because one, it throws up a flag in my mind. I'm like, okay, so what did you do fucked up that you can't get a checking account? No, let me You'd pause you on that one. Let me pause you on that one. If someone is paying with a prepaid debit card, you should look at the situation as like their good money management services. Because they will never go over their limit. You can't take them over their limit, and you won't force them to go over their limit. So that means they know their coinage in their pocket. A regular debit card, you're going to have to have a $35 extra when you see that bill because you're going to get an overdraft fee. That person don't get overdraft fees. So my my uh, message to you would be not to discount somebody just because they have prepaid debit card. And that's why they're making... Prepaid debit cards now look like regular credit cards. I said you it never throws know. up red flags and it brings up questions in my mind. No, it, it I, wouldn't even, I wouldn't even ask because there's people that make I'm 20, not going to ask them questions. There's people that make $2,200 every two weeks that have prepaid debit cards and there shouldn't be no risk. Just flags. put it this way. I know a couple of people in Miami. <laughs> well, you seem to know a lot of people in Miami. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I, I lived down there for many years. Oh, speaking of Miami, mm. anyway. But, anyway. Mm-hmm. but they're realtors for a couple of places down there. And this one particular gentleman, he owns three hotels. And you will never see him pull out a black card of nowhere, gold or silver. He has a prepaid card, and he let me know at, at the beginning <laughs> of the situation this card only has $5,000 on it. I'm never going to go over. So if we can't spend in that budget, it won't happen. And I always did. That's a good way to budget your money, too. That's money management. Yes, they might throw a red flag up for some of us that's not cultured enough to know <laughs> that. But yeah. everybody doesn't have that mentality. Everybody doesn't have a prepaid debit card so that they can manage their money. That's but if they you think build. about it, even though it's a prepaid debit card, it's still going through a bank account. It's just not a bank that you can go to off the street. It's still managed through a bank. Rush card and... Um, you do pay a service one, fee. It's coming through MetaBank. Like, they have... Ba- they're linked to bank accounts. Like, well, what's so that other one most jobs you gotta do give them a route. You, they, 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 same thing. You got to give them a routing number in order to to have your good, good direct deposit put in there. So I got several, pre- I got several prepaid debit cards, but they're not my only cards. Those are my... those. That's like my play-play money, my emergency <laughs> fund. Like, Yes, that may be your <laughs> emergency fund, but... You don't know how people's pockets is set up because I have four credit cards, but I never use them because they're in case I have zero to nothing in my bank account. 
And who has them? My grandparents. Because they know how to manage money better than I can. That's grandma and granddaddy. Right. <laughs> I, which reminds me, I absolutely loved your grandparents when I met them. Yes, they are everything. That got kitchen, a, though. I got shout a, outs to the family. Shout a, out to that kitchen. I have a right. few more questions, but I, okay. don't, I don't think we got time for one. I think that's a good one. What qualifies someone to be relationship material? You can't. If y'all find out, let me know. To me, <laughs> to me, there is no true qualification because no one fits in a mold that the perfect person is supposed to be. Okay, so let's let me modify that question. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for in someone to be in a relationship with? That's a better, that's a better yeah, way. Yeah, that now that's a better way to put it. For me, it's kind of difficult because I've ran through the gamut of this, that, and the third. But Mm. Let me take the. I'll take it. Yes. Show me that you can be a man that it can lead and I can follow as a woman and be in my womanly place. I will say that. And you take care of everything else. I'll take care of the household, lead a family and be responsible. And that right there sets it up as good for me. If I can't follow you, mm-mm. You ain't the one for me. She's a biblical woman, y'all. I, yes, she I am. Is, yes, is. I am. Secure me as, as your wife. And Got we the good. mouth of hell, but she biblical. <laughs> or heaven, I, depending yeah, on who it is. Yeah, I was about to say, how about the... Um, you'll, <laughs> you'll be heaven or hell. You'll, be, lucky, having, you'll right? be having visitation of it over there. Huh, you better <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> I blow sparkles. <laughs> <laughs> Sparklers or sparkles? Both. <laughs> I breathe. <clears throat> Go ahead. So... Um, I think for me, it's, um, been one of those, uh, you know, and I reiterate, you know, this is my first relationship. And at one point I had a set standard in my mind. I had what I wanted in a, you know, a perfect relationship. And over the years I've realized looking at my friends, looking at other people, there's no such thing as finding that perfect person. You build and grow together. And for me, when I met my boyfriend, he was... And I will admit, and I've told him before, he was nothing like what I imagined. He was not what I saw or envisioned myself with. (laughs) But when I look at us today and look at how we are building with each other, he has become what I want. He is somebody that I look to and I know has, and, and for me, it's one of those, he has my back. He has my support, you know, he trusted my instincts and my honesty and we, and he, Everything I've done or anything he does, I support him. He supports me. And for me, I think that is the biggest thing for relationship is being able to support each other. And it's one of those things I saw on um, Facebook not too long ago. A relationship's all about learning how to hustle together. If you if one person person hustling and the other person just chilling and, you know, banking off of what you're doing, that ain't a relationship. That, that's just you. um you know, hanging out and taking care of somebody. Look, that's what kids are for. You hey. take care of the kids, hey. not your significant other. Like now, if they get down and you know something happens, there's always situations. There are situations. Yeah. Life happens, and I understand that. But you know, three, four, five, six, seven, and a whole year later, <laughs> you still in your situation talking about, oh, I'm gonna get up and do something. Well, I'm gonna help you get up and get out the door. That's what we're gonna do. But, but that's not always easy, and I'm speaking on is, experience. And it's not. 
because I've, I had a life situation that altered my life totally at 24. And it brought me to the point where, and this is putting me out there, but it's okay. My family got the call from me where I was on the side of 295 in Maryland. And I called my grandmother crying. And I said, I am ready to come home. She said, give her 15 minutes. She called me back. Where are you located? Said, I'm almost to the bus. She said, okay, your father has held a plane for you at the airport. You need to get there. I've been there. So it's not always easy. And for me to get to that point, my grandmother told me, it's going to be a day when you said I had enough and you're going to get up and go. (laughs) And I did it. Six months of living hell because you couldn't walk, you couldn't remember, you couldn't speak, and the person that's supposed to be your partner left you in a lurch. Mm. I've been there, done that. So that's why I say it's hard for me to figure out this relationship thing as of now because I don't need nobody leeching on me. I don't need nobody trying to figure out my every move. If, like I said in the beginning, if I tell you I'm going to ABC Liquor at 2 o'clock, take my word because I don't have to lie. Mm-hmm. You ain't paying my bills. You ain't doing no extra for me. Even if they were at the same time, it's Still, take me at my that, word or leave me that, alone. But that's where that stands with the hustle together. Yeah. Like y'all both paying your bills together. But no, you should definitely take what they say. That's honestly. You either trust the person or you don't. The thing for me is this word y'all saying hustle together. Because life is a hustle. Life is a hustle. In whole. But hustling together is not always the end all be all. Because you may have to be that stand up hustle for the group. Carry it up, carry the weight. But if something if the chips fall, that other person should know how to get on their damn feet and work it out. Yep. Right. And it ain't always been that way for me. So that's why on my end, I don't need you to buy me a damn thing because if I want it, I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. So in your mind, what what do you think qualifies someone to be relationship material? Besides the 401k. <laughs> and a pension. And a pension. Do you know we and had the 2017 the and a lot of people don't even know what a 401k or pensions are? Because mm-hmm. if you look at it now, their age group is going to have to work long as hell. Yeah, they ain't going to have it readily available, even though our, they're making you pay Our parents' <laughs> age group already have to work the 65 and 70. Mm-hmm. By the time we get into Medicaid, Medicare, and pension plans, we're going to be 80, 85 years old. There won't be a point of having it. I ain't going to be working all my life. Um, you you can't determine that. You, just gonna... you cannot determine that. Because people that say they're not going to be working all their life is on their last dime right now. The devil in the hell is a liar. Um, okay, what what, qualif- what qualifications so, for a relationship? So you in hell. <laughs> Anyways. Um, be realistic. Don't don't come with this half-ass shit that, that, <laughs> that you've been coming with because... We all got a little real tonight, so we're going to need you selling wolf tickets that um, (laughs) 98% of the world cannot um, afford you, and if they do, they have a wife. So let's be real, Rendell. This is no T.O. (laughs) shade, not want a dream in left eye. 
It's such yes, a beautiful not night. with the wife sitting at home. <laughs> like, yes. damn, that baby, is Especially in the gay community. <laughs> to, be, the to, to be honest, to be honest, he didn't tell me he had a wife. Ooh. Which <laughs> time? Okay, SZA. Okay, SZA, we will not. And on that note, if it's no tea, then it's motherfucking shade.